0: This podcast is intended as entertainment for grown-ups and to spread awareness of 826LA, a nonprofit writing and tutoring center for children ages 6 to 18. Visit 826LA.org for a full schedule of 826LA's events and programs, including the Time Travel Mart, with locations in Echo Park and Mar Vista, California. And now, the host of the Dead Authors podcast, Mr. H.G. Wells. Hello all and welcome. To chapter 48 of the Dead Authors Podcast with my guest, Dr. Maya Angelou. As always, I am your host, H.G. Wells, author, time traveler, bon vivant, master compiler of self descriptive lists. I do hope that wherever this podcast is reaching your ears, you're enjoying the balmy weather of this, the warmest of seasons. Here in present-day Los Angeles, it's a hot town, summer in the city, and were it not for my ever-present starched collar and snugly-cinched four-in-hand, I dare say the back of my neck would be getting quite dirty and gritty indeed. But with all due respect to the loving spoonful, I do believe the winsome songstresses of Bananarama said it best. This heat has got right out of hand. In an effort to escape the punishment of Apollo's fiery orb, I've been keeping indoors of late. What with all our modern doodads and geegaws, it is but a trifle to keep oneself occupied and entertained far away from the cruelty of the natural world. Why, with little more than a streaming Netflix subscription, one can attain a level of reclusivity that would make Robinson Crusoe's stint on Tobago look like a Bally Kiwanis Club mixer. Of course, today's modern distractions and conveniences are nothing compared to what awaits us all in the future. One of the benefits of having a time machine, aside from the well-documented edge it gives you in sports betting, is the sneak peek you get at the technological wonders to come. And while I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, especially since in the future there'll be a machine specifically designed for letting cats out of bags, I can tease that your beloved iPhone will soon have a brand new home on your wrist. That's right, friends. The geniuses at Apple, not to be confused with the Apple geniuses that live their cursed lives shackled to that long white table at your local Galleria, are hard at work on an Apple Watch. Can you even imagine such a thing? Well, I can, but I don't have to because I've seen it in the future. I can just picture you there, being eaten alive by the very curiosity that killed the cat that previously occupied the aforementioned bag. But I fear I've already said too much. You'll just have to wait until the summer of 2015 to see what I'm talking about. Patience now, it's only a few short- Um. Oh. Well, bang goes my scoop, I suppose. I could always tell you about the iPhone after that, the one you wear up your nose. I assure you it's nothing to sneeze at, because if you do, it falls out. Oh, dash it all. You'll find out soon enough. In the meantime, why not enjoy chapter 48 of the Dead Authors Podcast with my guest, Dr. Maya Angelou. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Angelou. Greeting individual audience members, warmly. (laughs) Uh, Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Pointing at people in the crowd, blowing kisses. And there she is. (laughs) Ghost lady gets a shout-out. Doing the heart thing with the two hands with the fingers. Dr. Angelou... (laughs) You, you seem just overcome by, by, just, by just life in general. I am delighted to be here. I, I love
1: people. <laughs> people are gods, you know. Oh, We're I, all made in that image. Right now, we are surrounded by gods. <laughs>
0: it's good for us. Uh, Dr. Angelo, I I wonder if you might favor us with a reading from one of your own works. Of course. I would be delighted to read something for
1: you. I I don't doubt that you would be. This is a poem I wrote about myself. (laughs) It is entitled... Phenomenal woman. (laughs) Pretty women wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. But when I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say it is in the reach of my arms. The span of my hips. The stride of my step. The curl of my lip. I'm a woman. Phenomenally. Phenomenal woman. That's me. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, they say they still can't see me. I say, it's in the arch of my back. The sun of my smile, the ride of my breasts, the grace of my smile. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me.
0: Well, there we have it.
1: Don't even try, Paul. No.
0: A- a- H.G. H.G. I don't I- even try. I must have one of those faces because it's happened on the stage a number of times. You are so familiar, <laughs>
1: reminiscent of my first husband, actually. Oh, is that
0: We'll get to him in a moment. Mm, yes. That's... Um, now, uh, uh, Dr. Angela, you were born, and you prefer to be called Dr. Angela. I do. I've earned it. Although you don't strictly have a doctorate, I
1: earned it in the school of
0: life. Certainly, that that does count as a school. You were born. Uh, speaking of things you would like to be called, you were born uh, Marguerite Annie Johnson, in St. Louis, Missouri, on uh, April fourth. Um, your father was a. <laughs> I love hearing about myself.
1: Tell me more. You are in for a treat. Tell me more.
0: I interest me. Your your mother Vivian was a a nurse and a card dealer. Vivi. Mm. Your father Bailey was a doorman and a Navy dietician. So between the four occupations, Mm -hmm. some things, certainly, I understand 100%. Then a couple other things, a little bit of a curveball... The the card dealer, um, that's not uh, often uh, uh, a sort of moonlighting job for a nurse, to the best of my knowledge.
1: One might think. But we're talking about a different time. We're also talking about black people. <laughs> the most unpredictable peoples in the world. Right. You can go to church on Sunday and run a card game on Monday if you're the right kind of Christian. <laughs> and my mother was that. And that's why she could do both things.
0: Now, Navy dietitian is the one that, uh, that fascinates me the most. I didn't realize that was a position. And uh, I, I I didn't know. Is this common knowledge here in America? <laughs> the Navy dietitian? Have you heard of a Are you unfamiliar with my son, or Are you not familiar with the... Are, are people familiar with the work of uh, the Navy dietitians? No? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I guess you'll have to explain. No, we have. There's a bit of a technical difficulty, which uh, Dr. Angelou is uh, dealing with right now. Um, Navy dietician is, uh, I suppose, it's a, fe- it's a fellow who, uh, who's in the Navy. And uh, there we go. There we are. Back on track. So he's in the Navy, and he tells the other Navy fellows, uh, why don't you eat more sprouts? And they did. And they grew strong. And they fought wars. <laughs> your older brother, y- your name, Maya, comes from your older brother uh, gave you a nickname. No, oh, does it? Uh, he <laughs> it it, 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 it seems, from what I'm told, mm-hmm. it comes from my or Maya sister. Oh. Now that can't be true, can it? Maya sister? Well,
1: anything can be true. <laughs> I think if you read my poems and my writings, you will see that anything that you believe
0: can be true. This, <laughs> yes. this, this is becoming a recurring theme on this program as well. <laughs> a
1: mystic. A mystic. You know, there's Mother Teresa. There's Gandhi. Hmm. There's me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you were three, uh, your parents' marriage ended. Mm. Uh, your father sent you to you and your brother to Stamps, Arkansas, mm. alone on a train, to live with your grandmother, his, his mother, yeah. Annie Henderson.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, now, your grandmother was actually very well off. This was during the Great Depression, but she'd done quite well for herself.
1: Yes, she did. My grandmother, I think as the children might say, was um, not to be fucked with. <laughs> <laughs> She was doing things that not only women weren't doing at that time, but certainly not black women. I come from a long line of achievers, of astonishing and extraordinary African American peoples. We've been doing amazing things for generations. As you've just heard, HG (laughs) explain. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, I suppose that was the, the subtext of what I was saying. Um, she, she had a general store um, and she, uh, she sold uh, things that people needed at, at oh, the time. Oh, we had
1: a time
0: in that general store. What, do you, what was your favorite part of being in the general store?
1: Five cent candy. <laughs> What's any child's favorite part of being in a general store? Five cent candies. They were delicious. In a brown paper bag just filled to the brim of five cent hard candies. I love hard candies, even to this day. Was it hot, like ribbon candy, that sort of thing? More like a butterscotch treat, you know? Like mm-hmm. perhaps your grandfather might have had. Uh, the old school before were, you know, just a yellow wrapper and a yellow candy. <laughs>
0: No, br- no brand name it was just they just appeared there what difference would the <laughs> brand have made <laughs> do, you, do you people remember these these butterscotch candies I know you do
1: you yes. still pass them out at Halloween and still nobody wants them
0: <laughs> well they're not to be trusted they're too easy to uh, unwrap poison and rewrap you could do anything to that candy <laughs> I suppose that's true People filling in the blanks over there. <laughs> Someone candy over there has a very vivid picture of what you could do with those candies. Um, after four years of, uh, of five-cent candy, um, mm-hmm. y- your father came back to Stamps without any warning whatsoever. He just appeared there. Yes. And uh, he returned you and your brother uh, to your mother's care in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, and there you had some, uh, some rough times. Um, the struggle was real. Yeah. <laughs> It it
1: certainly was. I wish I'd coined that phrase. So many of my things are quoted. I wish that were one of mine. The struggle is real.
0: But that's not one of mine. However, if you say it enough, people will start attributing it to you. I have so
1: many quotes already. I don't know if you know this. But I'm the most quoted poetress of all time. Every one of you in this room has said something that I said first.
0: I I say! That's that's quite a claim. Every one of this room has said something that you have said previously. Every one of
1: you. Every one of you. Are you familiar with Oprah? Have you heard of Oprah? We've heard of Oprah. I taught her, and I hear you quote her every day.
0: Those are all mine. Those are all mine. Are you saying that Oprah quotes you without attribution quite often?
1: I'll say that Oprah quotes me with honor. You know, she, she thinks of me when she quotes me. She may not name me, but I feel like I'm on her mind. You know, when she uses my material, she never says Maya.
0: Right. But I feel like she's thinking of me. Uh, much in the same way people say, uh, my wife, and they don't say, that's from Bull Rat. <laughs> Yes.
1: <laughs> On a regular basis, I say, oh, very nice, but... Oh, that, that's one of yours. I'm not quoting a film. Oh, I see. I'm not quoting a film. I'm just
0: saying it's very nice. Are some of your, what are some of, your, le- what are some of the, the, your, your own favorite quotes of yourself? And if you have any lesser known ones that people don't, might not know off the bat, that would be interesting as well. One of my favorite quotes
2: <laughs>
1: that I think you may be familiar with is, when people tell you who they are, believe them. <laughs> They're telling you the truth. (laughs) That's my favorite quote. I have a lesser known quote, and that is, keep baby wipes on the back of the toilet in your guest (laughs) bathroom. Not as popular, but just as true. Real.
0: Do you know, I feel that... uh... (laughs) I feel that that's lately been attributed to uh, the actor Terence Howard.
1: Does Terence like a baby wipe? <laughs> he, I think he likes other people to like them. Oh, why might Terence enjoy others'
0: enjoyment of baby wipes? I mean, I, of course, I cannot. I cannot speak for Mr. Howard, but uh, from what I understand, mm. he believes it's uh, it's the only way to get uh, truly clean. I
1: agree. I
0: one hundred percent agree. You would think that the baby wipe people would be all over this with their with their advertising, but they're not. They're strangely not. One might imagine. Still, just saying it's for babies. But think of all the ingenious things we use that people don't take fully
1: advantage of the marketing. What
0: if they were to get Terence Howard? Uh, in his characters, Lucius Lyon. Oh, Lucius. Doing, doing an ad for Baby Wipes. Oh, Lucius.
1: Oh, are you a fan? Lion I've downloaded the soundtrack. I have it on my iPod.
0: What's your favorite song off the Empire soundtrack? Is it the Drip Drip Drip? It is a number called Drip Drop. <laughs> drip Drop. Oh. Drip Drop. Drip Drippity Drop.
2: <laughs>
0: I... Dr. Angelou, I almost feel as if we've gotten off track. (laughs) We were just about to talk about your horrific assaults. Now, your mother's boyfriend, um, he assaulted you, sexually assaulted you. Um, You told your brother, he told Mm. the rest of the family. Mm -hmm. Freeman was found guilty, only spent a day in jail. Four days after his release, he was murdered, most likely by... Your uncles, that's the theory. Can you mm. confirm that?
1: Let's go with most likely by my uncles. Right. I know there is no proof of anything. And certainly not. Certainly I'm bound. I mean, my attorney has told me to keep a lid on it, I think you say. But uh, I don't know who did it. I don't know what happened to him. And it would be against the
0: law for me to speculate. As, as Dr. Angelou deals with uh, whatever has flown into her eye, I will. Uh, I will continue. Um, this, the the occurrence of, of Freeman's death, caused you to go mute for a period of five years. I you did, did not, not say speak. a word. You did not speak. I did not speak. You said you were afraid that your voice, you saying something, had led to this man's death, and you were afraid to speak again. Uh, for fear that it would cause someone else's death.
1: That was when I learned the power of words. <laughs> words are weapons. You may say sticks and stones might break my bones, but words can only hurt me. <laughs> words can kill. I've used them to do
0: it. <laughs> on, on more than one occasion. <laughs>
1: You're not hearing it from me.
0: (laughs) Power in the words, power in the words. Were there times that you were, during this five-year period, that you almost spoke? Oh, all the time.
1: What? (laughs) When my favorite television shows were on. When my mother made fried chicken for dinner, which is my favorite. Whenever anyone said, ooh, let's all sing along, I would, oh, and then remember I was mute.
0: It was a close one. And have to shut it down.
1: It was a very hard time to be an artist. I couldn't talk. Hard to be artistic when you cannot talk. Well, you could paint. Where were you when I needed you?
0: Already dead,
1: I'm afraid. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> I cuss sometimes. Certainly. It's rare, but I do it. <laughs>
0: Um, during, this, uh, during this period of silence uh, was when you ostensibly uh, developed uh, your you, you extraordinary memory. You, you're known to have a quite a phenomenal memory. I can do
1: things. I can remember things. Say two things right now.
0: Uh, Say uh, two uh, things. D- Two things. Raincoat. Yes. Do it again. Uh, snowshoe. Hold.
1: Hold. Hold. Raincoat, snowshoe. <laughs>
2: I, d- I didn't. I didn't realize. <laughs>
1: That, that my skills were instant. <laughs> that, exactly. that I could prove myself. <laughs> That's, that. Done and done. Instant memory skills. <laughs> I could do it if you'd written it down
0: too. <laughs> Photographic as well. <laughs> um, during uh during World War II, mm. uh you attended the uh the California Labor School. Did I? Uh, <laughs> before you graduated, you worked as the first African-American female streetcar conductor. Good for In me. <laughs> well, all right, Maya! Yes! <laughs> Was How it right? That sounds like it might be great fun being a streetcar conductor. Oh, you meet all kinds of people. All kinds. I would wager so you would not
1: believe. But beyond that, it gives you a chance to see that we are all the same. Every day. Oh, you can clap for that. You are me, and I am you. And that deserves a round of applause, because we're one, and that doesn't happen every day. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Touch me. He's different now
0: doesn't Your even know how
1: now. yet, but he's different
0: now. C- Congratulations, sir. You're welcome. <laughs> um, at age 17, you gave birth to a son, uh, Clyde. Yes, I did. Uh, later changed his name to Guy Johnson. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't like Clyde? Just wanted my baby to have a chance in the world, you know?
1: You hear the name Clyde, you, maybe you think, not smart, you know? <laughs> not smart. Maybe you think of a large horse. You know what I mean? (laughs) But if you hear the name Guy, you think white man. (laughs) And that means job. (laughs) And that's what I wanted for my baby. A job. And so I named him Guy.
0: And he got one. Well
1: done.
0: (laughs) Um, I mean, it works. In 1951, uh, you married uh, uh, a fellow named Tosh Angelos. Woo! (laughs) Y'all know Tosh. Uh, And uh, he was a a Greek electrician. Wasn't uh, he? And an aspiring musician. Mm. Um, And your mother disapproved. My mother, when we got married,
1: left town. Packed it all up and moved. Not okay to marry a white man. Just wasn't, you know, a thing people were doing. Um, I went ahead and did it because... That's what I'm like, but it was wrong, and um, my family
0: left me. So they, rather than, rather than sort of uh, cut you out of the family, they all left. They you. packed boxes and moved away. That's that's a very extreme reaction. That is a
1: true reaction. My mother packed up and left town because I
0: married a white dude. Yeah. Well, if she'd stuck. <laughs> If she'd stuck around, she would have seen you taking uh, modern dance classes. Mm. (laughs) Yes, I did. You met uh, the famous choreographer, Alvin Ailey. Alvin Ailey. And uh, together you formed a dance team. We did indeed. You called yourselves Al and Rita. Yes, we did. You performed modern dance at fraternal black organizations throughout San Francisco. Yes. But you never became successful. Okay. (laughs)
1: Okay. Okay. How are we defining success?
0: Well, I suppose, I suppose if if it's, uh, if you'd become, uh, just that was your career.
1: See, the fact that you are not giving me a definition means that we maybe did not fail to reach it. Maybe the success that you imagined Mm just didn't happen to be the kind of success that we had. Let's say it was monetary gain. OK, we did not have that kind of success. Yeah. Yes, we did not have that. Yeah. Yeah. But you,
0: did, you, you continued dancing uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. after your marriage ended in 1954. It did. Um, and I was you... a beautiful dancer.
1: <laughs> I was a beautiful dancer. I glide like a feather. I glide like a feather. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. And I I can have no doubt. Sing. Negro spirituals. I can sing anything. I don't know if you've seen me interviewed before, but I love to break out in song. I'll sing a Negro spiritual the drop of a hat. (laughs) I don't care, because I perform. That's who I am. I'm an artist. I'm an artist, H.G.
0: Certainly. I I don't think anyone would doubt that. And and, uh, uh, you've done so many different... (laughs) You've done so many different things over the course of your life. I'm every woman. It's all in me. (laughs) Take that, Oprah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, uh, Did you have a favorite thing that you've done out of all the different art forms in which you participated? You were a writer, you were a director, you wrote screenplays, uh, you danced. uh, uh, You are forgetting. That is awesome. That's true. That's very true.
1: In some very popular films by a (laughs) wonderful young man named Tyler Perry. Perhaps you're familiar with his works. Myself and a wonderful young actress named Cecily Tyson. We got together and we talked about where we came from and who we were. And that we wanted to put it on screen. And Tyler said Yes And so we did And I think We may have taught you something What, what was the name of this production? I can't recall the
0: name of it just now <laughs> Was it by any chance I've Raincoat snowshoe
1: <laughs> Very well could have been I drink. I don't know. If people know that. I love Scotch, Black Label. That's not a lie. Well, that's
0: Dr- drinking, as it is for many writers, is a part of your, your process. Opens you up. Uh, and you, what is it? Let you, them men and you... let the demons out. <laughs> the, you said alcohol is famous for letting the demons out. Out, out. out. and the creativity in. That's it. right. Now, in... you, you part of your process is you check into a hotel. You have all the, the art removed from the walls. I do indeed. Um, and you have, uh, do you drink scotch? What you right? you it Wine? What is it? It's, it's a specific scotch. specific thing. Scotch. Johnny Walker. And you have? Walker. Johnny Walker Black.
1: <laughs> I love it. Johnny Walker Black. Neat. No ice. <laughs> no ice. And if I have a glass from the night before, I'll use it again. I <laughs> love a dirty glass of Johnny Walker Black.
0: You're saying if there's a glass you didn't finish the night before, you wake up, it's still prepared the same Top way. Pop it off. <laughs>
2: little,
1: freshen it up, a little up, warm a up.
0: Bag, Bring it back to room temp. And drink it and write. You also bring you have a you have a deck of cards that you bring, and you everywhere start to play go, cards.
1: Everywhere I go, <laughs> solitaire, spades, bridge. What you wanna play? What you wanna play? What games do you like? We'll
0: play.
2: <laughs>
0: you said that you, uh, you play the cards in order to get to this place of enchantment. Mm. You, you, you go through this process, as you've said, to enchant yourself. Yes. And so the, the cards will, uh, you start with that, mm. and then uh, it, it helps you uh, access your memories more effectively. Absolutely. And you've said, it may take an hour to get into it, mm. but once I'm in it, Ha! It's so delicious.
1: Not even trying. I think I told you before. This is a gift. It comes easy to me. All I need is some quiet and some alcohol. (laughs) And the words just come. You've seen my work. You know what I do.
0: Absolutely. Certainly. It's good. It's real good. I'd like to talk about uh, um, I, I Know Where the Caged Bird Sings. Oh, but do you?
1: Do you know why? Do you know why?
0: I mean, I certainly do, but uh, mm. I have an unfair advantage because I'm a, I'm a writer as well. You do. You are indeed. You are. You are. Do, do, how many people here think they know why the caged bird sings? <laughs> Round of applause. Mm. A couple people. Mm. <laughs> why, why, why do you suppose the caged bird sings? Because it can? Correct. (laughs) Got it in one. Got it in one. Because if you can sing, why wouldn't you sing?
1: Why wouldn't you sing? Why does the cage bird sing? What the hell else is it gonna do? It's in a cage. That's why it sang. There's nothing else to do.
0: This was your first uh, your first autobiography. You've mm. written several autobiographies.
1: I sure have. There's a lot to say about me. There's a lot to say about me. I feel like I mentioned Gandhi, Mother Teresa, me.
0: The big three.
1: I mean, it's a triumvirate. Rome ain't got nothing on us.
0: <laughs> you... Uh, you produced a uh, you made a movie called Georgia Georgia. It was produced by a Swedish film company. All it was filmed right. in Sweden. Yes. The first screenplay written by a black woman. Yes. Well, I, I can't quite
1: read your reaction. I there. get a lot of credit for a lot of things.
0: <laughs>
1: and I'm proud of it, but it wasn't my best work. I appreciate being the first.
0: Certainly. I just wish it had been better work. You, oh, so you don't you don't you, you probably, you maybe would have done things It wasn't good. It wasn't good.
1: I wanted it to be, but it just wasn't.
0: What do you, what do you think were, the, were the, the biggest failings of Bad riding. You, bad riding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you also wrote the film Soundtrack. I and, did indeed. Yes, and over the next ten years you did a lot of work in music. Um, you wrote for Roberta Flack. Oh, I can write a song now.
1: I can write a song. Anybody out here need a song written, you throw a few sentences together for me, I will write you
0: a song. Well, now, this fellow's having a birthday
1: tomorrow. Well. Oh. All right. Happy birthday, babe. How old will you be? Oh, a young one. Yeah. Good to see you. Good to see. You. Yes, yes, I love young people. Love young people. Love
0: that. I, I, don't suppose you, you, I don't suppose for your birthday, you'd love it if uh, 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 Dr. Maya Angelou wrote you a song? I love that. You would love that. Would you really? Would you really love it?
1: What's your name? Jake. Ooh, Jake, that's a sexy, masculine name. Jake. Matt uh, Jake, name one. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I was just HG. going to give you a little. No, talk no, to me. No, tell, no. tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. What you wanna say, baby? Don't <laughs> stifle yourself. What you wanna say? I Get it out. Talk to me. Talk to me. Huh?
0: This is you the kind right? of. This is the kind of thing yeah. my wife is not on mm-hmm. board with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there she's not here.
1: He's all right. Yes, yeah, so, all right. He's all right now.
0: Um, this fellow Jake, he's yes, turning Jake. twenty-seven. Jake uh, his birthday's on your your American Independence mm-hmm. Day. Uh, he and his uh, this is your lady friend, yes. Oh, and what is your lady? girl? Name? Katie. Uh, yes, Miss. Hey, Katie. <laughs> they're going. They're going to Santa Monica tomorrow. Oh,
1: Santa Monica.
0: To <laughs> s- <laughs> they're going to see the movie Jaws on the big screen. What? Dun 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 dun. John, 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 John. Dun, dun, dun,
1: dun, I didn't write that, but I know it. hmm I love it. I love it. Yes. Would you mind terribly if I took a moment and just sing a couple of lines of what's in my heart to change? I wish you would. Yes. Jake is great, he gives us chocolate cake. Oh wait, that's Bill Cosby, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I was confused. Hold on a moment, hold on, I can do it better. I'll start again, I'll start again, sorry. Apologies, I did not mean to do that on your birthday. So very sorry, so very sorry. Jake Zaga. His birthday's in July. We love this man. He does everything we want him to and he can. And I'm going to stop singing now, because that's a bad song. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jay. I
0: think the audience disagrees with you. It's I think a bad I mean, song. It's a wonderful song. It's
1: like my film. <laughs> A lot like the feature that I wrote, not, not very good, but a lot of
0: passion in the
1: work. A lot of passion. I felt passion. I didn't have any actual words to sing to you, but
0: it, I felt it. It's in my heart. I, I think your passion was, uh, was evident to everyone here assembled. All right. <laughs> um, uh, you met Oprah Winfrey. Ooh, that's my baby. She... That's my baby. Oh, that's what we call, oh. That's my baby. love Oh. You became quite, uh, quite close friends. She was a news anchor in Baltimore. Yes, she was. At the time. Yes, she was. She had a jerry curl.
1: <laughs> it was terrible. And that was the first way I helped her. I said, girl, you have got to cut that jerry curl out. <laughs> and she did. So you're welcome.
0: That was a gift to us all. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 1981, uh, you returned to the American South. Yes. And uh, then you began teaching. You mm-hmm. you accepted a uh, the, the lifetime Reynolds professorship of American Studies mm-hmm. at Wake Forest University in Winston-Salem, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you were one of uh, only a few full-time professors. Yes, I was. You And you went on the lecture circuit. Yes, I did. In a customized tour bus. Every bit of it. (laughs) Will you walk us through that tour bus? Because I'd love to know how you customized it. First of all, let me walk you through Wakefield. Please. We have a basketball team.
1: And they are not unattractive. That was one of the things that brought me to that institution. Those young men are very athletic. They are tall and very virile. They are hard workers and many of them good students. No, they
2: weren't.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, that, so, one of the one of the driving forces mm. that brought you to Wakefield was uh, was the basketball team. Yes, because I they love were
1: men. <laughs> I've had many love affairs. You have
0: indeed. You have indeed. Many love affairs.
1: You you have lived life. I have lived life. Yes, that is one way we could put it. I have done other things
0: in life as well. I think you know what I mean. I think I think I think I do. Mm-hmm. You can put those butterscotches anywhere. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, this was. This was. Uh, before we get to this uh, this next thing, I would like to ask you. You were in the movie, the telemovie movie Roots. I was indeed. <laughs> Roots fan back then. Thank you. They're apparently going to uh, to, to do a reboot of. They uh, Roots. remake everything. Do you think this Do you think this is a good idea? Should they do this periodically, or do you feel like do leave it? I
1: think it is a good idea? To revisit one of the most horrific times in American history after it's already been done one time good? No, I don't think we need to. I think it's all okay. good. If you want to see Ruth, go to the library and check it out. I don't know why we have to make it again.
0: Well, I, would, I would say this in favor of a reboot, uh, that age makeup has improved significantly.
1: If you were telling me that you didn't believe Louis Gossett was 106 years old, I will fight you in the street! You're a liar! You believed it! Ben, I made him look God. He did! He did the best he could. He was a little ashy, but he looked old. <laughs> He looked out.
0: I believed it. Um, have you seen any Star Trek The Next Generation?
1: I'm sorry, what?
0: <laughs> Are you talking
1: about my baby Whoopi? Y- y- well, my y- baby Whoopi was on a Star Trek show. Whoopi, She's a also good friend of mine. Do y'all know Whoopi? That's a good friend of mine. An- another, another potential baby a of yours, Lavar Burton. Oh, Lavar. You know Lavar. He's the reading rainbow. That's true. That is my baby. He taught y'all to read. And he danced for you. And what you don't even realize is, Lavar. that's your puss in boots. If you love puss in boots, you love my baby Lavar.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, you're giggling now, but you do love puss in boots.
0: What? They love it. Wait, when was he puss in boots? Is he currently Puss in Boots? You don't know LeVar Burton was Puss in Boots? I did not know LeVar Burton was Baby, Boots. Baby,
1: let me talk to you. What had happened was a young lady named Shelly. I don't remember her last name. She was Olive Oil. Remember the shine and Olive Oil? Shelly Duvall. Yes, indeed, Shelly. Shelly with the eyes and the neck and the head. Shelly. And Shelly... Shelly had a show called um, Fairy Tale a fairy Theater. Fairy Tale Theater. Hallelujah. And it was so good. Okay? That's my baby right there. That's my baby right there. You know what I'm talking about, right?
0: Dr. Angelou indula- I- indicating the gentleman whose life has been changed forever.
1: It's my oldest child. Hey,
0: baby.
1: And this show was called Fairy Tale Theater. And she put all these celebrities, I mean, the biggest celebrities you could possibly think of in the 80s and 90s was on this show. And they play storybook characters. So, like, you would see the three little pigs, but one of the little pigs would be Billy Crystal. (laughs) And the big bad wolf would be Jeff Goldblum. And you would be like, how? And it was real. Cinderella was flash dance. It was the same girl. It was the same girl. David Bowie was, what was he, the magic lark? What'd he have? Certainly, certainly. Remember? He was great. the magic lark. And LaVar, my baby LaVar, he was the Puss in Boots.
0: <laughs> and he was so good at it. He was I'm sorry, so good do, at do we have a question? Him. This yeah. is this has never happened. Oh, oh, tell me, tell that? me.
1: Lord, I got my black people confused. I got my black people confused. Oh, they all look alike to me. What? I got my black people confused.
0: For, for the listener, Dr. writing oh, about that foreign shame, she has confused. I got my black
1: people confused. <laughs> My card—they're not gonna include me no more. I can't go to no barbecues. I can't get my hair did. Oh, I done messed up now, HG. I done messed up now. What
2: am I gonna do? What am I (laughs) gonna do, HG? Ben Verene, Ben (laughs) Verene.
1: It's quite all right. It's Uh, quite all right. Oh God. They'll never forget me. They'll never forget me. I can't go home. I can't go home. I'm a racist. This. I'm a racist. I can't tell black people apart. Oh, Lord love me.
0: You, are, you, you are perhaps... I'm in trouble You there. are perhaps more devastated Ugh. than Roald oh. Dahl was when he found out he was an anti-Semite. <laughs>
1: Same thing. <laughs> Same exact thing. Oh Lord. Oh, are there any Filipinos in the house where you take me? Anybody. They're not gonna let me be black now. Anybody, any other Lebanese, somebody, any other, any other race.
0: Now, speaking of being confused for black people, Bill Lord, Clinton. Oh yes. um, yeah. In 1993... First black president. <laughs> exactly. In 1993, uh, uh, you were invited uh, to uh, uh, Bill Clinton's inauguration yeah. uh, to recite your poem On the Pulse of Mourning. Yeah. It was the, uh, the, you were the first poet to make an inaugural recitation since Robert Frost did it for John F. Kennedy I'm the in the 60s. the first poet to do a lots of things. I may have mentioned Mother Teresa. Gandhi. And me. There we go. <laughs> um, this uh, brought you a whole new wave of success. People loved this poem. They loved yes, your recitation it of it.
1: All back again.
0: And it's. <laughs> back again. And the, your recording of the poem won a Grammy Award. Yes, it did. Yes, now, it did. You, and you, you had been nominated previously for a Tony Award. Yes. Um, ha, ha, were you pursuing EGOT, the famous <laughs> quadruple crown of awards? Naturally. Emmy? I don't think you
1: could be a performer, an artist, in the United States of America, of any race, color, or creed, and not want that EGOT. <laughs> I can't, I want it. Anybody who says they don't want it is a lie. <laughs> They're lying.
0: <laughs> they want it. And I was so close. You say That's em- something I could have done. Every performer, we could name performers and you could say, they want the EGOT. Yeah. For the listener, EGOT, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. It's very rare... That someone gets... Rita Moreno, I believe, has EGOT. Rita. Whoopi. <laughs> Does you know? Whoopi Goldberg? Whoopi is the original EGOT, baby. Did you know? Yeah. She won a Tony. Did she win a Tony well, yes for she her, did. her one-woman show? Yes,
1: she did. Back in the old day with Mike Nichols. What did she win the Emmy for? Uh, The Emmy was for... What did she do? I can't remember when she was on on television. I can't remember. I don't watch everything that people do. <laughs> you certainly... <laughs>
0: Absolutely not required to. I'm sorry. I can't
1: keep up with everything that every actor does on television. Does anyone? I'm busy being a
0: poor laureate. I understand. That takes a lot of
1: time. Were you trying to say something? I'm sorry. Did I catch you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just wondering if anyone in the audience knows. For what did Whoopi Goldberg win an Emmy?
1: Anybody remember?
0: The View, maybe.
1: (laughs) I feel like she had it before she was on The View. For The View? Yeah, it was before, it was the, before view. the View. It was before The View. I can't remember what it was, <laughs> but we know she won her Oscar
0: for Could Ghost. Have been Star Trek. She Joseph won her Grammy won for her Oscar. comedy
1: album. She won her Tony for all the work she does on Broadway. I think she did that. Well, that was a funny. Way on a, what was it? Was a funny thing on the way to forum
0: or was it his dad? Oh, that's right. I, I forgot. I completely forgot about that. I okay. was thinking just of what she would I feel would do... my
1: card coming back my way. <laughs> I feel my card coming back my
0: way. I might be black again before this show is over. Oh. <laughs> I get to go home after this. Um, In 1996, you collaborated with uh, Ashford and Simpson. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Those are my babies. Uh, You wrote, uh, you collaborated on seven of the 11 tracks. I'll be writing songs. And you charted uh, uh, three times Mm -hmm. on the Billboard Mm -hmm. charts. Mm -hmm. That must be very exciting. I don't
1: have words to describe the brand of excitement you feel when your song is not only on the radio, but award-winning. You feel like you own the earth somehow, you know? Like you're better than other people. And you are, you are, cause you've done some shit they can't do and never will. And it makes you
0: better forever. I love achievements. <laughs> well, this is a dubious achievement. In 2009, mm-hmm. the gossip website TMZ. Woo! T- 30 <laughs> miles zone. I don't know if you know. They reported that you had been hospitalized in Los Angeles uh, when you were alive and well in St. Louis, which resulted in uh, rumors of your death, and uh, many of your friends and family were concerned. You know, I don't think
1: you're really doing it. Until you have a death rumor. (laughs) You know, I don't think you're a star until people think you're dead. (laughs) That's how I feel. When I saw that death rumor, I felt like I'd finally made it.
0: (laughs) Here I am. Did you you talk to your family right away? Oh, I was with them. We
1: thought it was real funny. We were drinking mint juleps and eating chicken. We didn't know what was going on. And then the kids came downstairs and showed us the, what you call computer on the interwebs. And they had it up there and they told us, you know, you did. And I said, no, I'm sitting right here eating chicken and potato salad. And that is where I was. That is where I was. Chicken and potato salad. Hot sauce in my purse. Like Aretha Franklin. Me and Aretha, me and Riri, hot sauce in the bag. That's how we do.
0: That's how we do. What did you What did you think of that hat that Aretha Franklin wore that time? I bought her that hat. What did, did you, you think? Really? What did you think? I thought it was.
1: I gave her that hat for her birthday. I thought... <laughs> what did you think of Aretha's hat?
0: I thought it was. I thought it was uh, quite a dramatic statement. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> I got her that hat. Manhattan
1: for Christmas. She loved it. And so did the president. It became, it became. <laughs> what you having it? Loved, it was a beautiful hat. It was
0: a beautiful hat.
1: It's a church hat. See, I don't think y'all realize when you are brown and you are female, and don't be old too. You know about your Easter hat, your Sunday hat, your church hat, your singing on Inauguration Day hat. <laughs> and I'm mad at people for talking about Aretha and her hat. She wore what she was supposed to wear to sing for the president on the biggest day of her life. I bought that hat, and I'm mad mad. And I bought one for myself. <laughs> In the same color? Exact same color. Just not wearing it tonight, you know, because she wore it on TV in front of all those people, so. Certainly. I got to be real careful where I wear my hat now.
0: More, more of an around-the-house hat.
1: It's an around-the-town hat. Oh, I see. You know, for grocery shopping and Target oh, and all. certainly.
0: Yes. 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 Um, we're just about out of time. We have a, a time for a what? few questions. For, I time know, is wait. infinite, baby. Have you read my poems? <laughs> we can stay here all night.
1: We ain't going nowhere. We got all the time in the world. We make time. We are gods. <laughs> the universe, listen to us. We tell nature what to do, and it follows. Do you see? I, I, I'll just but have do to, you see?
0: Yes, yeah, I'll just have to. I, I, but look, but look, but do you? But do you see? Well, I, I hope that Bangarang sees. Beautiful eyes. Beautiful eyes, H.G. Oh, thank
1: you. I didn't hear what you said, but... You're
0: the first guest to compliment me on my eyes. Thank you have gorgeous eyes, him.
1: H.G. Thank I mentioned my first husband was white, didn't I? Yes, you did.
0: <laughs> yes, you did. Now, we, have to, we do have uh, some questions from uh, Twitter, the social networking platform. This is people who Twitter. couldn't be here this evening. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so uh, uh, two questions, for, uh, similar questions from two different people. Mm-hmm. Um, wig condiment... I was annoyed having to say that. Condiment and El Haney. I don't know if that's some sort of (laughs) vigilante hero. El Haney. Uh, Wig asks, "What are your thoughts on the Confederate flag?" L asks, "How does it feel to know that America has finally?" This now this is a depressing question. Listen to every. As soon as I heard Confederate flag, I felt like crying. I I I beg of you, listen to every word of this question. And, and we'll pass the sadness of it. Mm. How does it feel to know that America has finally decided to consider reducing our number of Confederate flags? <laughs> so, not doing away with them, that's number one. Not even deciding to do away with some of them, they're still considering it.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Now, this has obviously been, uh, been on people's minds lately. There's been a lot of talk about this. It's been a very big deal. What I think people need to do
1: is keep that flag and redefine it. Like black people did the N word, you know? Make that flag whatever you want it to be. Keep it up and just call it something else. That's what my people do. Enjoy it, think about it. Make up your own thing. Say, when people come over, this flag represents pork chops and mashed potatoes, because that's my favorite food. Or, Or when people come over, say, this flag represents reading all of the Encyclopedia Britannica, because that's what I did. That flag can be whatever you want it to be. Keep it up, redefine it, and
0: tell people I said so. It, it does make a certain sense that if, if African American people were to adopt the Confederate flag, start wearing it on patches and things like that, it would drive racists crazy. They'd I lose
1: their minds. Always tell black people whatever you can do to upset white people, do it. Do it. It's funny to see y'all worked up. It takes nothing. It takes nothing. And it's a good time. It's fun. And what I love about you people is you get over it quick. Y'all don't even remember you were mad after a couple of beers. I'm serious. I have a lot of conversations with your people at the bars. (laughs) Because we can argue, and by 2 a.m., you know, we real
0: friends. A young lady named uh, Shelby Lee asks, Kanye West has said he wants to follow in your footsteps. Do you have any advice for him or others who admire you?
1: I need Kanye to find Jesus. And I... I need Kanye to believe in God and walk with the Lord. I don't know what has happened to that child. I don't know what has happened to that child. But I wish he would call me. I wish he would call me because I think I could help him. I mean, at least just be there, just talk to the child. So much is wrong with Kanye.
0: What would What would you tell him to do if you had one I would one say, get advice? your
1: act together. I would say, get over here and sit down. Who are you looking at like that? Have you lost your damn mind? Who is that girl? You made a baby with her. What the hell was you thinking? Get over here. Stop talking. Shut your mouth. Eat your food. Go to sleep. That's what I was telling.
0: (laughs) That was was a a full day's worth of advice. And he ain't going to take none of it. He ain't going to do none of it. Perhaps his family should just pack the boxes and move out of town. Um, Catherine Wrigley asks, you supported Hillary Clinton's 2008 run for president. Mm -hmm. How would you convince people to vote for her in 2016? Do I have to?
1: She ain't running against nobody. (laughs) That is the easiest job I've ever had in the world. Um, Let me see how I can help you, convince you. Um, Vote for Hillary. (laughs) That's all I had to do. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Bill Jones asks, what are some of the perks of being poet laureate? Well, baby,
1: (laughs) you can get into any restaurant at any time you want to. Is that so? They will comp your meals. They will comp your drinks. You'll be amazed who sends you gifts. John Travolta sent me a tea set. (laughs) (laughs) When you become the poet laureate, people just love you. Give you stuff. It's my favorite thing in the world. I love it. I love it more than Angelina Jolie. Send me 12 cronuts (laughs) Because she loves me
0: Because of my poetry Did you, did you know all this before becoming poet laureate, or did you find out once that you? That all were...
1: these goods were gonna come up. Yes. Way? No, I didn't know all that before. I was writing poems because I liked them. I didn't know you could get stuff, but once I found out you could get stuff, I milked them. I made that work for me. I hired people. I didn't know you got assistance and stuff, Track things down for
0: you. Yes, yeah, a whole new world for Miss Maya. Um, Nick Hauser asks, did Maya ever write any dirty limericks on the topic of poetry?
1: Yes, I did. Do.
0: <laughs> I don't suppose that you, you care to share one?
1: I would, but... Um, the actress who's playing me currently, her mother's in the audience, and... Oh, um, I, see. <laughs> I feel like maybe I should save, you know, nuts and hooks and, and things, you know. Preserve some mystery. For a yes, time when... It's just you know us, just us, not not her, <laughs> not her. S- when it's just us, S- and not her. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yes, no. I,
0: everyone, everyone, <laughs> un- everyone
1: understands. Everything. She gets mad. Yet. <laughs> this, is, this is. She gets mad. She... Asked not to come,
0: and that's her. <laughs> well. Huh? You can't say fairer than that. That's not a situation we've had come up here before, I don't think. Um, people have said absolutely filthy things mm-hmm. on this stage. And
1: I would too. <laughs> if the actress who is playing me right now, I mama said, wasn't right there. Let's, let's, yes, let's,
0: it's, it's, un- it's understood. Let's preserve some of the illusion.
1: You're not going to get me like that. <laughs> yes, un- I, know, I already lost my card. You want me to lose my mama I, too? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to walk out of here with nothing?
0: Well, I, much as it pains me to say so, I, be, I believe we're uh, we're finally out of time, Mr. Uh, uh, Doctor Angelou. Is there any place you'd like to go? Uh, you know, we, I do have a time machine. I can take you uh, to the past, uh, anywhere in the present. We could go to the future. Is there any any place, any time that you'd like to go before I return you to your own time? I would like to go
1: far enough in the future to see. A black pope. <laughs> A pope named Lamont. <laughs> or Terrell. Or Deshaun. You know? But the more I hear from this current one, I think he might be mixed. <laughs> Only black people say some of the stuff this man is talking about. Do you, feel, do, you, do you feel this pope is the Bill Clinton of popes? I think he might be our first black pope. <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Maya Angelou! My thanks to Maya Angelou for her time. And special thanks to Miss Timberly Hill for no particular reason. This podcast is produced by Messrs Ben Zelovansky and Paul F. Tompkins, with special material written by Mr. Zelivansky. The producers wish to thank Cody Fisher, Marlene Maginot, Jim Yatto, Mike Still, Susan Hale, and everyone at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theatre Los Angeles, and Tia Stark and Joel Archeos of 826LA. Our theme was composed and performed by Mr. Eben Schletter, Esquire. Our program is recorded live and monthly at the UCB Theatre Los Angeles. If you'd like to attend a future recording, tickets may be acquired at ucbtheatre.com. The theatre donates all proceeds to A26LA. For updates on future performances, please like the Dead Authors page on Facebook. For additional updates, or to ask questions of our guests from the safety of your very own thumbs, follow us on Twitter, at DeadAuthorPod. The original Dead Authors reading series was created by Mr. John Corn. Until next time, this is H.G. Wells saying, the show is over.